Hello friends, Ashton here. Welcome back to another episode of Good, True, and Beautiful. How we doing today? You doing alright? Um, I hope you're doing alright. We, um, you got me today and uh, super excited to get to share with you guys. Uh, if you're new here, welcome. We are grateful to have your presence here and uh, just a little cliff note, a little snippet about what we're doing here. Um, we believe that our questions are sometimes greater than our answers. And we are leaning into the mystery of life and love and uh, what it means to be human. And um, we just ask that you bring all of you to the table. So uh, thank you for being here. And uh, we hope that some of these dialogues and conversations uh, that we've had and that we are going to have uh, bring you peace, uh, joy, rest, renewal, uh, mission, purpose, all of it. Uh, we hope that that's uh, a little niche that we can be in your life. And so thank you for being here. Uh, today, today is a fun conversation. Let me fix my microphone here a bit. There we go. Today's conversation is called, You Already Have It. You Already Have It. Um... You know, I've been on a journey for the last handful of years. The journey actually began, oh, 2012, seven years ago. And um, it was a uh, discovery, a rediscovery, an awakening, a lightning, enlightening, um, a realization, an awareness uh, that uh, sometimes in life we become a little too attached. Uh, maybe, maybe we just realize we are attached to uh, our roles in life, um, uh, our labels, our business card, uh, letters that come before our name, letters that follow after our name, accolades, all these things. Um, and at some point in the second half of life, you start realizing that those things that you attached so much significance, uh, value to, um, they, they, they end up not holding up in some difficult times. They end up um, not paying the dividend that you thought that they would. Um, and so today, I, 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 I had a conversation with some friends yesterday, and it really was this kind of beautiful aha that I thought, oh, this is something we should get into today. Um, just this idea... The idea is this, you know, when we're having this conversation called You Already Have It, just this idea that there's nothing outside of you that is going to get you to the peace, the rest, the acceptance, the enjoyment, the participation of your true self. That you already have it and in with this inside job that we're talking about of living from your being, being grounded in your being, um, living from the spacious, true place of you. Uh, this is the you before you had a name. This is the you before you had a business card. This is, uh, this is pre-wounded you, you in your essence, the you that uh, always has been and always will be. And when we can... Uh, recover, discover, remember uh, this place. Um, we, we show up in our lives from our state of being, and from there we will do 
what we need to do, and then we will eventually have everything and more that we ever wanted to have. And so right out of the gate, I'm kind of giving away the whole topic here today. Um, but when it comes to living from a centered place, when it comes from, uh, uh, as Parker Palmer says, letting your life speak, when it comes from being grounded uh, and rooted in your being, the packaging, you, <laughs> you actually came with the tools that you need to enjoy this side of you, to operate from this side of you. Now, the hard part is, is that life typically tells us that you need to go over there and get that, and then you will have an experience, whatever this thing is. Or maybe you need more of something external, or maybe there's a education you need, or another book, or another retreat uh, or, or maybe once you attain something, once you get a job, once you get a certain income, once you get a certain possession, once you enter a certain in crowd, once you have certain social status, uh, then you will have and experience this true, peaceful you. But the truth is, um, it came with the packaging. And really, the work of being human and what it means to, uh, to remember, recover, rediscover this side of ourselves um, is that you just have to remove the barriers. Like the work today of what it means to be human basically just means we've got to find a way to name the doors, name the headwinds, name the challenge, name the lies that are keeping us away from walking, waltzing, participating, enjoying this side of you. And, and let me also shift a little bit and say this. The moment that you find yourself in this space, that is the moment that your cup, <clears throat> excuse me, that your cup actually overflows with joy. And simultaneously, your life becomes a gift to the world. And it's not, it's not a loud thing. Typically, it's a very silent, quiet thing. It's a befriending thing. It's a relational thing. Uh, uh, fame is a lie that we can buy. This, isn't, this, this doesn't make you a famous person that people know about. This doesn't make you more retweetable. This doesn't allow more people to follow your Instagram page or listen to your podcast or follow your blog or read your books or buy your business service or whatever it is. It doesn't do that. It just allows you to arrive in those spaces with more love, more peace, more patience, more kindness, more goodness, more faithfulness, more gentleness more self-control, and from there, you will be a gift to the world. And so let's talk about the barriers to knowing and experiencing this true self. So if you already have it, if it's already there, most of the time, the reason we are not experiencing it and walking out and living out from such a place really is just because we've forgotten. We've, we've forgotten and the reason we typically forget is because our minds are filled with overwhelming thoughts 
that tell us a different narrative and a different story about whatever we think is going on. And so when the story and the narrative in our minds is one of fear or lack or scarcity, then we cannot embrace this true self. And let me just take it a little different direction for a second. Really grab onto this next phrase or sentence. Just because you think something doesn't mean it's true. Just because you think something, that doesn't mean that it's true. But I will tell you, when we think things, it's almost impossible if we are not moving into disciplines and practices that give us more awareness to name these thoughts as something that may not be true. We typically just believe them. We buy into them. We react immediately after whatever we hear. Anytime the story and the narrative in our minds is one of fear, lacks, or scarcity, we cannot embrace the true self. And this kind of comes from some of the things that Henry Nouwen has taught us that, uh, you know, the most pain and suffering in our lives, most forgetting of our essence, most uh, things that, that block us from returning to the true self are one of three lies. I am what I have. I am what I do. I am what others think or say about me. I am what I have. I am what I do. I am what others think or say about me. Think about how many times pain, frustration, aggravation, fear, lack, or scarcity is connected to one of those statements in your lives. I am what I have. I am what I do. I am what others say or think about me. It's there. It's right in there. These are the barriers that keep us from knowing and experiencing, which really is just experiencing the divine within. Um, the, these, are, these are the headwinds. These are the challenges. And so really, <clears throat> unfortunately, we, we, you got to take your thinking cap off. You have to take your thinking cap off, and you have to move really into the chest, into the heart space, in, into the soul space. Uh, move into that soul level uh, to know such things. Father Richard Rohr has a brilliant quote. He says this, When you are in your mind, you are never at peace. And when you are at peace, you are never in your mind. When you're in your mind, you are never at peace. And when you are at peace, you are never in your mind. Walk with that for the next seven days. The, the, the next time some, the next time the brow flexes a bit and there's some frustration, aggravation, angst, um, whatever, ask yourself this, am I in my mind? And if so, you're probably not at peace. When you are in your mind, you're never at peace. When you are at peace, you are never in your mind. And so the practice, I think the practice really is um, finding a rhythm, finding a routine, finding discipline, finding little practices, finding little bit of ways to move into a response to some of these overwhelming thoughts that we have versus reacting to them. When you engage, I am what I have, I am what I do, I am what others think or say about me, chances are you don't really settle that very well. But when you respond to it, when you can name it, when you can hold it, when you can go, oh, that's, that's interesting. Why are, you, why are you thinking that? 
I think that is the moment of when we have a gateway to freedom. So when in doubt, when in the place of overwhelming thoughts or thinking, when in the place of fear, lack, or scarcity, simply remember, don't remind. Remember versus reminding. Listen to the, listen to the essence of the, of the word remember. It, it basically means you're bringing back. You're rejoining. You are uh, taking the fragments and bringing them back into integration and wholeness. The mind, the mind's a calculator. The mind's a, uh, you remember those calculators we had growing up, the TI-82? That's the mind. It wants to graph everything. It wants to weigh, wants a scale, it wants measurement. Uh, It wants to know right or wrong, yes or no, who's in or who's out. The true self, the soul space, it, it, it just wants to remember, reintegrate, to become whole again, to know its wholeness. Another thing you can do is recall versus reminding. I'm reading Parker J. Palmer right now with uh, one of my businesses, and we are going through this idea that uh, your vocation is a calling, That uh, uh, and, and in order to know the calling, you have to lean in and listen to it. Um, with my coaching clients, I always say, hey, what's the, what's the song in your chest? When, when you are most at peace, when you feel alive, when you feel like the moment is one, when you feel like you are in the flow of all things good, true, and beautiful, tell me about that song. And immediately you're out of the mind. Immediately you're recalling like this just beautiful symphony that was struck in your chest somewhere <laughs> in eternity past. You, you lean back into that and you ground yourself into that. Another, another word to hold on to here is recognize, recognize, re-know. So we have remember, we have recall, we have recognize, re-know. Don't, don't remind, don't remind. The mind, the mind is not your friend with your thoughts. But the heart space that can remember, that can recall, that can recognize, that's the place there where we can come, become aware and see these things for what they are, and realize they are the great barriers to the love and peace and rest that we all want in our lives. Now, I want to talk about some practical ways to go about doing this, uh, um, to, to really um, engaging, naming your thoughts. Uh, there are seasons in my life, typically, full disclosure, um, I would say quarterly, um, about every three or four months, I'll have a night where uh, I'm just I'm just buying into some propaganda that's not true, but I, I, I it's it, and it's hard to get through. And it's funny, it typically comes on a day where I didn't produce something. Yeah, that ought to tell me something about myself. Um, typically, it's on like a Sunday when I haven't done much, and all of a sudden I start hearing, "Yeah, I am what I have. I am what I do. I am what others think or say about me." And it wasn't on a day where I built, did something, uh, served someone. Funny how it creeps in. Um, but one of the things that I've found is anytime you find yourself in the downward spiral thinking of fear, lack, or scarcity, um, 
I always say this, and I share this with Brent a lot. Go somewhere or go find something that's real and wasn't man-made. And at, at first take, you're like, what is, I don't even know what that means. Um, our children have been an anchor point for us. So uh, there's, there's been some nights where I'm talking restless, not okay, uh, overwhelming thoughts are going through my mind, can't get out from under them. Uh, and so what do I do? My kids are asleep and I go down and I lay next to them. And there's something about just being near the inhale and exhale of their breath. There's something about watching their backs move up and down that regrounds me. It allows me to penetrate illusion and touch reality. Maybe, uh, maybe nature could be that for you. Um, the, the one thing that you don't want to do is go somewhere man-made, go to some building, go to some movie, go to some, get in your car, or uh, turn on Netflix. The, these, I, I'm sure those can be places and mediums where you can experience uh, goodness and truth and beauty and the divine. Uh, I actually know you can, but the, the hard part of that is, is it's hard to reground yourself back in that quickly versus nature. You can maybe go find a flower and find it. You can maybe just go stand, look at the sky, feel the wind against your skin, find it and ground yourself in that. Or maybe you're somewhere and you just need to go hold one of your children or just rub their hair or rub their backs or hold their hand or just be something to ground you. So if you don't have kids, no worries. Um, Go out and just embrace nature. And, and, and whatever, I, I don't know what it is. I'm sure there's some scientific data that's there that, that causes that uh, amygdala to uh, kind of shut down a little bit or, or to move into other space, probably into right brain space. Um, but really, those two things, nature and just things that are not man-made, they, they help silence the fight, fight, flight, or freeze side of the brain uh, for me. And so just know that you can't make up your mind and get through this stuff. All right, I made up my mind. I'm no longer believing the lies. I'm getting through fear and lack and scarcity. I'm not believing. I am what I have. I am what I do. I am what others say or think about me. Making up your mind won't do it. You, you have to go simply be somewhere. There, there can't be any much doing with this. There's, there just has to be some type of regrounding, remembering, recalling, recognizing. And so I think really the art of um, constantly flagging this uh, is a sacred pause. And when you feel that the more you can, and listen, meditation is what helps us get better at this. When we can let go of thoughts in meditation, which that's, that's what we're doing, uh, and reground ourselves in something, in a word, um, when, when we learn how to do that in meditation, that carries over into our lives. That carries over into our homes. That carries over into uh, our workplace. That carries over into the road rage <laughs> uh, that hopefully we don't have. It, it carries, it, it spills over into our lives. And this sacred pause um, 
What it does is, when, when, we, when we have the pause that allows us to respond, we can watch, see, notice, and then trust that mystery is up to something beautiful for us. We can trust that life is happening for us. We, we can trust that there's something here that is for our transformation. We can trust that the pattern of everything, that death, resurrection, renewal, life and birth, it's all ushering something new and beautiful for us. So my, the invitation here is to learn the pause. Learn the pause. And ask yourself this question, is there more reaction in my life today? Is there more fear, aggression, pushback, fight, flight, freeze? Um, or is there more watching, seeing, noticing, trusting? This word trust, uh, I come from a tradition that almost has a mantra that whatever the engine of the universe is, whatever the energy, the glue, the rhythm, the melody, the beat, the uh, whatever the blueprint, what, whatever, whatever metaphor you use for the divine, whatever this is, um, uh, this mantra from my tradition is his banner over us is love. His banner over us is love. What, what if, what if today the first moment, the first moment of challenge arrives and you have a sacred pause to where you can watch, see, notice, and then under your breath, you simply say, the banner over me is love. Think of that. Think of those implications. See, what, what, what that does, what that sense of trust does, is that awakens authenticity. His banner over us is love. His banner over us is love. So learn the sacred pause today. Learn the sacred pause today. And watch and see and notice and trust. I think you'll find care and wisdom. I think you'll find care and wisdom there. And uh, if care, compassion, and wisdom is being found, my senses are you'll look back on today and go, yeah, that was salty. That was salty. So we've learned about the barrier. We've, we've talked through the barrier, uh, our thoughts, the story, the narrative in our minds, the fear of lack, uh, scarcity. Um, we've, we've talked today about how you can't uh, uh, make up your mind to get through this, that whenever you're in your mind, you're never at peace. Whenever you're at peace, you're never in your mind. Uh, the last part I want to share with you guys is this idea um, about the radar that I have on my life to kind of keep tabs on where I'm at. And uh, basically the radar is beauty. Um, I've found that the more I can cultivate and be in a state of beauty... Um, the more often I can flag, watch, see, notice some of the illusion that I'm buying into, penetrate that, and, and lean in to trust. So this beauty radar, if you will, um, here's what I've found. Uh, 
when I'm in a beautiful state, I notice things in their wholeness. And even broken and fractured things, I can sense their hidden wholeness or where the light is coming through in their fracture. Uh, let's repeat that. When I'm in a beautiful state, um, I can sense and see things in their wholeness. And even the broken and fractured things, I can sense their hidden wholeness or where the light is maybe coming in. Um, this morning, I there was a beautiful sense of presence that I had this morning. Um, I can remember being present and turning the lights on in my office. Like I, I, I remember being mindful of watching my thumb push the light up and seeing the light come on. And it wasn't like this magical moment, uh, but, but I was there for it. The mundane, the monotonous, the overlooked became magic. Um, after that, I remember uh, I was doing some journaling, kind of pre-podcast work, and all of a sudden a cloud had moved and allowed the sun to lay over the page I was writing on, and the temperature of my hand and the page changed. Um, how many times has that happened to me? Thousands? Uh, but I can only tell you one moment of where I remember it, and that was today. Um, I was present. I was there. Uh, I, was, I was in a beautiful state. Um, and then lastly, I remember... I pulled two shots of espresso um, from my good friends, shout out to uh, Camp for Coffee in Crested Butte, Colorado. Um, pulled two shots of espresso, and I remember just holding the cup under my nose and, and smelling it and just smiling. A light switch, a cloud moving and warming my hand, and sniffing some freshly pulled espresso. Uh... I, that's the beauty radar. The beauty radar notices small hidden moments and savors them. Now, on the flip side, <laughs> on the flip side, and if I'm fully honest, more mornings than not, um, I'm measuring everything. Everything is about win-lose. I'm in a state of comparison, critique, judging, labeling, scoring, or weighing all of these things that are crossing paths with me. Now just feel the difference, right? Feel the difference. Noticing small hidden moments and savoring them versus measuring everything. Everything being win-lose, comparison, critique, judging, labeling, scoring, weighing, whatever. Uh, and how miserable is life when the entire narrative within our essence, is business and sport. I mean, when, when I have interior narratives that are business-like uh, and, and sports-like, I'm typically in a whole lot of suffering. I'm in a lot of pain and frustration, and I'm not free. I'm not free. Um, but the flip side, the beauty radar... Um, and maybe it's two radars. Maybe it's business and sports, or maybe it's just beauty. 
I mean, the question, ask yourself this, where are you today? What's the, what's the beat in your heart? Is it one of business and sport, uh, or is it one of beauty? Uh, I think that's truly, truly what I'm getting at. Um, and I even notice that my breathing and posture is different. Uh, it's like, it's like every inhale, there is an opening and receiving when I'm in a beautiful state, uh, but every inhale when I'm in that sports-like state is closed and guarded. So we inhale opening and receiving. And when you're in the beautiful state, you exhale, let go. You exhale, surrender. You exhale, enjoying. You exhale, participation. Inhale, an opening and receiving. Exhale, surrender, enjoy, and participation. Versus inhale, being closed and guarded. Exhale, critiquing, comparison, judging, labeling, and so forth. Those are two different worlds, and they are available. You, you have access to it already. Um, the tools came with the packaging. Watching, noticing, seeing trusting. Uh, you don't, you don't have to go to college to get these tools. You don't have to, you don't have to buy the next CD box from whoever your favorite guru is. You, you don't have to go to the whatever. You don't, um, it's available. These tools, you already have them watching, noticing, seeing, and trusting. There's a quote uh, by, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this individual's name, but Jindam Renposh, I think that's how you say it. Uh, they say, happiness cannot be found through great effort and willpower. And let's, let's use other words. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness cannot be found through great effort and willpower, but it is already there in relaxation and letting go. Oh, how we don't want to surrender and let go. It's the last thing we ever want or think to do but it's the first thing it's the uh it's the key to the deadbolt it's the key to the doorknob <laughs> the surrender and letting go is the key to the deadbolt and the key to the doorknob that opens us to experiencing the divine within our lives and and when we do that there is when we become a gift to the world howard thurman um beautiful soul that I'm just starting to read and learn. Uh, he, he has this phrase called the sound of the genuine. And um, I thought today I could leave us in benediction form with uh, how he left uh, a commencement address he gave at Spelman College in 1980. Uh, and I think what he's getting at at this idea of the sound of the genuine uh, is what I'm trying to help us see and experience and know and participate with today uh, that uh, you already have it, that no one's ever tried or attempted you before, and uh, you, everything you want, everything you need, uh, it's here, it's now, it's available. Oh, it's available. And you have the tools. You just have to watch. Notice, see, and trust. And so I'll leave you with the words of Howard Thurman. 
So as I live my life then, this is what I'm trying to fulfill. It doesn't matter whether I become a doctor, a lawyer, housewife. I'm secure because I hear the sound of the genuine in myself. And having learned to listen to that, I can become quiet enough, still enough, to hear the sound of the genuine in you. Now, if I hear the sound of the genuine in me, and if you hear the sound of the genuine in you, it is possible for me to go down in me and come up in you. So that when I look at myself through your eyes, having made that pilgrimage, I see in me what you see in me, and the wall that separates and divides will disappear, and we will become one, because the sound of the genuine makes the same music. So as you approach this week, may you pause by the orchid, listen to the bluebird sing, and be love. Hey, before you go, don't forget to hit subscribe right there on your phone. That's probably where you're listening. Uh, And if you enjoyed this, would you mind leaving us a review? One of the things that we're wanting to do is get this information out to as many people as we can. And we are finding that uh, when people leave good, true, and beautiful reviews, uh, that helps us get this information out more and more to people all across the world. I do not take it lightly uh, that you invite me to ride shotgun with you in your car, Uh, You allow these conversations to be a part of your jogs. You allow these conversations to be a part of the communities and families and businesses that you've been entrusted. Uh, I do not take that lightly at all, and I am thrilled uh, that you have joined us here at this table, at this conversation. There's always a seat left. There's always room for more, uh, and we are just so grateful for you guys joining us here at Good, True, and Beautiful. And as you approach this week, may you pause by the orchid. Listen to the bluebirds sing and be love.